International. The funny thing about Kurt Cobain is that I hated him at the peak of his success when, arguably, I was supposed to love him. He was every teenager's internal bullshit, fully realized, then packaged, and presented back to an entire generation as groundbreakingly new pop music. Maybe that's why he blew his head off. Aside from the suffering and the depression and the addiction, of course. But he must have hated the fact that he became a cultural icon on the grounds of the very things that he was angry about. Things like corporate America, trying to fit in, being popular. I mean, that's what happens when you become your own worst enemy. It's kind of weird to think about 20-something years later. It wasn't until I graduated college, revisited Nirvana's catalog, and had a better understanding of the message, and I guess the music industry too, that I began to enjoy it. Kurt Cobain, to me, was an artist. He was not supposed to be an icon. He was not designed to be mentioned in the same sentences as Whitney Houston, Garth Brooks, or Boys to Men. So many lists and bloggers place Kurt Cobain and Nirvana at the top of their best of 90s lists, or close to it, which is kind of strange considering how much other cool shit was happening at the time. And when I think about icons now, at my age, I think, what comes first? The talent or the marketing? It's kind of enough to make me want to blow my own head off, to be honest. Which is why I guess I don't really blame Kurt. My name is Ryan. I was a teen in the 90s. I am not a millennial. However, all of my guests are. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Oh, my <sighs> This is the good life. Just relax and let my mind drift. Having Y2K compliant. Slim Jim. Eat my shorts. What's the deal with Aquaman? Could he go on the land or was he just restricted to wood? No stairway. Denied. This is Ryan with the Millennials. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, right? That's how we do it here. Just come right into it, you know? Hey. Hey. <laughs> My guess is there's, you're so eager. You're so eager to jump in. Uh, shalom and hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, the Rye Guy's with you. Boy, I hate that I even prefaced it with that. Jesus. I drank a lot of coffee this morning. There's going to be a lot of those little nerdy sort of Asperger outbursts throughout this interview. <laughs> so prepare yourselves uh, because it's happening. My guest today, Ashley... Hey. How the hell are you? I'm good. How Thanks. are you? I'm doing great. Good. As I just mentioned, very caffeinated, <laughs> very sped up. Uh, I feel I may have offended the Asperger community oh, with no. my little joke on the side, but hey, what can you do? Sometimes people get offended by things. Mm-hmm. Um, good to have you here. Thank you for having me. How is everything? Uh, it's uh, it's exhausting. <laughs> exhausting? I yeah. mean, you're in your jogging gear, so did you just run over here? <laughs> I did. In a sense, yeah. I ran and then I came over here, because um, I'm a person who really has to fit everything in my limited amount of time. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how life happens. <laughs> yeah. um, well, we're glad that you joined us today. You were a, you were a hard guest to sort of lock down. Oh. You're, you are a very busy person. It's so true. You have a lot going on. You got the, the old day J happening for you Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. You do the, the stand-up comedies at night. Yep. And then you fill up your weekends with things that will also contribute to the bills, such as 
What do you What do you got going on today? Tell the audience. Oh man, well I figure I got to go to this birthday party <laughs> at <laughs> two to kind of be a uh, social and kind of network in a sense. And uh, I mean, also I'm sure I'll have fun. Sure, but you know, it's definitely like a chance to like network and get social with my peers, my comedy peer, comedian peers, or whatever. And uh, then after that, I got to go to Dinner Detective, where I am an actor. You're an actor, <laughs> an actress for for a, de- a detective dinner theater sort of murder mystery thing. Right. I don't know that everybody still realizes that those things are around. They're around. What, like, what is, I have a lot of questions. First of all, first off, how do you get that sort of gig? Oh, man, it just kind of happened through knowing someone who's already been doing it, and they were kind of desperate for comedians, in a sense, people with, like, a comedy background, and so I just got a message that was like, hey, help. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, and it pays, so. Was it, like, an auditioning process? Or no, was it just no. like, hey, you want the gig, kid? It's yours. Yeah, it was very strange. It was no auditioning necessary. I just kind of... Actually, what was funny is they were like, oh, hey, come to this one just to watch, right? Kind of mm. just be in the background and watch and see what they do. Did they but, feed you when you uh, did that? Yeah, okay. I get free food, which is nice. great. <laughs> yeah, that's a major selling point. <laughs> yes, I love free food. I love free. So, yeah. um, But like... Uh, yeah, no, the first night I did it, I was just supposed to watch. And then a girl uh, that was supposed to be playing the part of Jessica, mm-hmm. I guess, had to back out. There's always a Jessica yes, at those dinner theaters. There's always a Jessica. I usually play her. <laughs> um, but like, so whenever I showed up, uh, the guy who runs it was like, hey, um, I know you're supposed to like be watching this, but... Um, you want to just be in it? <laughs> uh, he was like, how about I make you a star? Right, pretty much. We need a Jessica. Pretty much. You look just like our character, Jessica. And Can who, you come in? Who was this guy again? He was the restaurant he's, manager? No, he's the guy who runs Dinner Detective. It's actually at a hotel. Okay. Is where we do it, like a hotel ballroom. You know, okay. that's kind of the setup. And uh, yeah, I... <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. And he basically went over... The lines are very short. It wasn't hard to, like, memorize. It's not like I had a monologue or anything. Yeah. But um, it was funny because the guy was like, okay, basically, here are your lines. And also, just, like, you know, act natural. Act like you're not an actor. That kind of thing. Like, don't do anything over the top. You know, act like you are here to see the show. Blend in. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because he said that. And then I met my coat because Jessica in the story is there with her, her boyfriend. Sure. And what was funny is I met the guy who was playing my boyfriend, Cameron, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, Cameron. Oh, Cameron. There's always one of those, too. <laughs> and like we were walking in uh, to go sit down at our table. And I just kept thinking in my head, like, what he said, like, act natural, act like, you know, you're here to see the show. So the first thing that I said to the guy playing Cameron was, can you believe how much these tickets cost? Oh, my God. <laughs> you really, like, yeah, don't do anything to draw attention to yourself. <laughs> and, like, you just blurted out, can you believe the price of tickets these days? Yeah, Jessica that day was very Jewish. Oh, boy. <laughs> right? Seriously. That is something that we would comment on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the guy like who puts it together? Is he like a, a theater guy that wears an ascot or something? Like, oh, God, close. How seriously does he take it? He kind of, 
Oh, man. He kind of looks like Johnny Depp. First off, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, long hair. Mm -hmm. uh, That kind of, uh, you know, like that Johnny Depp kind of goatee That jowl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah. And then he has... That outline around the mouth. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he has, I mean, those, he wears glasses. Like, he really, every time I see him, I just think Glasses or, like, spectacles. Right. Yeah. Like, rounded spectacles. I mean, I haven't seen him wear the... I'm sure he has a pair, but, like, they're they're more of just, like, the square. Yeah. But still, it, I mean, yeah, he just gives off that Johnny Depp vibe, but you can definitely tell... Yeah, he's a little bit of a... A ham? Yeah, yeah. That's... Does he wear a vest? Ooh, no. Is there a black raven on his shoulder? Is there... <laughs> how close to the character does this guy play? Oh, my God. You're right. He also reminds me of Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, like, is that right? also another, yeah. like, vibe. Characteristic. Yeah, yeah. What is... And, and what is... Do you have to wear a costume? What's Jessica like during this? Um, I'm sorry. I'm very interested. Just, this, is very, this is a very bizarre sort of Christopher Guest-like culture to me. Right, right. No, yeah. It was interesting. Like, at first, I re- basically, we just have to wear, like, business cash, right? Just mm. nothing too over the top or, yeah. you know, like, I'm not showing up in, like, a, a like, a um, Betsy Ross dress or anything, like, yeah. like, 1800. Like, it's not... Or, like, some ruffled sort of, right, like, 1920s right. yeah, yeah. flapper girl type thing. Yeah, it's very much present day... Yeah. dinner detective thing and uh yeah so i just have to dress like business cash um and you know play the typical girlfriend role i such guess such a stereotype i know yeah. i actually um luckily on the first of october i get to be one of the detectives hello so i'm pretty excited about that that is exciting yeah is that a pay bump uh yeah, a little bit you, more tips when because we always get tipped out at the end of the show and yeah. then um you yeah a, you got a steak instead of chicken right <laughs> <laughs> extra pie um, sure you know uh, more casserole it's pretty great because I I actually like without knowing that this was ever going to be my future playing a detective I actually have like a lot of like lesbian cop detective gear like just on (laughs) just i don't know what just happened over the years of working office jobs i've just collected pants that don't really fit and then blazers i like that you you made the cop a lesbian it's lesbian cop well they always just that's not saying every female cop is a lesbian it's saying that every female cop tend to looks like dresses like one yeah 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 it's just you know like it's honestly hillary clinton okay yeah dresses like a lesbian i'm just saying it's not a big deal i mean i do it all the time people who know me like are confused are <laughs> because they? i always dress yeah you see me in a backwards hat and i like dress kind of like a you know like a little tomboy which is probably yeah well i've always i've always said that you fit, you you dress like a new yorker to me yeah yeah i've it's always definitely said your street styles how i view it well it's a it's a modern chic of sorts and i'm yeah. not exactly you know a, a, an isaac mizrahi type i have no <laughs> idea what's going on in fashion half the time but i notice what people wear around here and i notice yeah. what you wear and i'm just like this girl says she's from dallas but she's a new yorker <laughs> under her skin i, I could tell um, so I guess there's a bit of a tomboyish element to it, but I think yeah. it's very in step with, you know, what's happening out there on the streets. I dress like, I feel like I dress like, 
you know, just in case I get in like a street dance off. You know what I mean? I'm like, I gotta be prepared. Sure. Just in case someone's like, hey, yo, I'm about to serve you. And I'm like, what? No, you're not. Look at my shoes. <laughs> and then we start, you know, just break dancing, I guess. And this is what what a great way to, int- to segue into <laughs> our topic today because. <laughs> You you do a lot of dancing, whether it's in your uh, whether it's alone in your apartment or out there in the bars and clubs, mm-hmm. because you Ashley are a gigantic Beyonce fan, correct? Yes, I love Beyonce. What is it about Beyonce that you love so much? I mean, I feel like uh, so I've been listening to her since Destiny's Child, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like that that group as a whole, and her being kind of the center of that group kind of helped awaken my like you know just feminism and independence as a woman and i just could not be more like appreciative of that Mm -hmm. and so because of that just i've stuck with her the whole way sure (laughs) Uh, some would say it's faith you know she is my jesus um (laughs) But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just there's something about that. Like, when you have that connection with an artist who's able to kind of Mm -hmm. make you feel a certain way, like, especially if the feeling that you're feeling is is powerful and independent. You know what I mean? You're just, you're a a fan. And that's that's what she stands for, that independence. Um, It's interesting that you bring up the fact that she's an artist, (laughs) which I'm clearly not going to take away from her Mm because I... To believe that she is, um, but I feel like there's 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 a question about her uh, being an icon, mm-hmm. um, which undoubtedly she is. I think in twenty, thirty, forty, even fifty years from now, people will look back and be like, "This was Beyonce's terrain," and yeah. dare us for walking all over it because right. she is the queen. Um, but there's something interesting about what icons come to sort of resemble mm-hmm. to each generation, which you know sort of the point of this podcast maybe you could help me understand i look at beyonce i see a pop star right and uh again nothing wrong with that but when i think of icons i think of more sort of literary figures Mm -hmm. um you know people who stand apart as individuals who sort of defy the mainstream Mm -hmm. and 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 populism yeah and um far be it for me to take away the the beyonce experience others have Mm mm-hmm but I'm just wondering if maybe you could sort of explain what it, you know, how Beyonce sort of transcends and, and why she's seen as something more than just a pop star and mainstream well, figure. I can tell you right now what it is, is how, I mean, just how I see it. I, people might disagree with me, but I feel like to be an icon, let's say, for example, David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you are an artist that is not afraid to change. Like over the course of your career, you're in the music industry for what, 20, 30 years. Over those years, you aren't afraid to change with the times. I feel like um, Lemonade proved that Mm -hmm. for Beyonce. I mean, it was completely different from anything she's ever done. And it was an album where she almost declared you know what i mean that this is just the whole album is just a declaration for i think black women which Mm -hmm. is awesome i think that's amazing um and i just think that that album was so like 
just this the range of like all of the songs and everything it was just something that she had never done before and i think that makes her an icon because she is showing yeah that she is willing to change like she's sure. changing like it's, whatever with the times with whatever's good you know mm-hmm. i mean so it's it's the statement being made necessarily yeah actually david bowie's a fantastic example because mm-hmm. i feel like when he began to become you know worldwide a worldwide sensation he was sort of staring in the face of sexuality right and and what a person was quote unquote supposed to do on stage Mm -hmm. this guy was coming out in onesies and and floating down from the arena ceilings and stuff um i do think there's something to be said about how beyonce has you know there's there's the black element and then there's the female element Mm -hmm. and and it's not an exclusive thing i feel like she is very accessible Mm -hmm. um i don't know that she is for someone like me right no i mean she's not for everybody you know what i mean it's but she's not someone i turn off either i find her a very intriguing figure outside of her music yeah you know Mm -hmm. um do you think that her music is what defines her or is it something beyond that that's a tough question um i mean i don't think it's just I mean, I don't know, you know, I I think that um, right now she's just so big that like is not just for me. It's everything she does. You know what I mean? Whether it's a photo she takes and puts it on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's that's how big she is right now. Um, In fact, I feel like she's so big right now that there's like not a lot that she can do to turn people against her if that if that makes sense like so that by that uh she reached the pinnacle because now she can really do anything with her music Mm -hmm. and i feel like she's really not going to lose her fans you know what i mean they're going to be with her 100 percent, whichever way she goes um and i think that's a cool place to be in as an artist you know yeah when uh you said you Got into her when she was in Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. You remember which song? Oh, God. Um, yeah, I would have to say that first song, obviously Say My Name. Mm-hmm. That's the first one. But I, you know what? I don't know. It was really weird because I was like, I don't know, seven, eight or uh, something. But and you were a kid. I, yeah, exactly. And I got really into the song Bills, 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 uh-huh. which made no sense because I wasn't paying my bills at the time, <laughs> nor was I dating a man yeah. who could pay his own bills. Sure. So like, I don't know, but that song just really resonated with me. I was just like, that's right. I'm going to date a man who could pay his bills. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were into the music, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, 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 carried, it carried more weight than just what the lyrics were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then you just kind of stayed with Destiny's Child. And then, and then into- when they broke off, I... I stuck with my mother. <laughs> <laughs> you stuck with Beyonce. Yep. Well, I think she was sort of positioned to be the one that would yeah, become yeah. the successful uh, member of that group once they did dissolve. Mm-hmm. Um, what? So while you were you were very young when you started listening, and mm-hmm. so when you got into high school, say or or college, mm-hmm. was there still a part of your personality that hung on to that? What you know, what she was doing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like, like, it's just, I think I've always looked at her and been like, I want that confidence. You know what I mean? Like, there's, she's got this confidence that's not visible to, like, 
I don't see it in a lot of other women. Mm-hmm. Like it's very distinctive, I feel. Um, and I think because of that, I'm always like, that's that's probably why I wear some of the shit I wear. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I can wear that. You know, I, I just, I'd want so badly that kind of confidence, which is, it's a little bit harder for us mere mortals, right? Mm-hmm. To really carry that all the time. But it's kind of like a, I mean, it's like every time a song of hers comes on, it's just like a, a reminder of that. Like, yeah. come on, you're you, be proud of you. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of... It's very anthemic. Yeah, yeah. And are those sort of themes or, or are those sort of issues that you struggle with? Oh, sure. Oh, my God. Not understanding who you might be or, or yeah. what you're doing. And, and well, so what what goes on inside of you before you he- sort of hear her music? Before I hear her music? Well, I just want I'm just curious what the effect has. Oh, man. Well, like, if I'm, if I'm just, I, you know, obviously be doing comedy and doing stand-up and also just being a woman in comedy, yeah. um, you know, you, bef- <laughs> you have those weeks where you're kind of down. You know what I mean? Maybe, like, a few shows haven't gone your way. You're trying new material. It doesn't land. And then you're also at the same time watching your peers who you love and you're super excited they're doing well. But at the same time, you're like, oh, man, maybe I'm not supposed to be in this because I'm not anywhere. Right. You start. Compa- sure. It's just a human quality. You start comparing yourself, even though no one wants to admit we all compare ourselves. Sure, and yeah. um, this, so then you start getting down because you're like, am I in the wrong place? You know, am I wasting my time? Like, what's going on? And then you kind of. Like, in, like if I turn, if I hear a Beyonce song, I'm just like, I'm, impa- you know, I'm just immediately empowered to just keep believing in what I'm doing, yeah. you know, and just to keep going. You know what I mean? Sure. And that's why, um, like, on her, not Lemonade, but the past album, she has that song Flawless. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of that song... Uh, she kind of does like a clip of when she was on Star Search with her like girl band that she was a part of when she was a kid. And um, they like didn't win. And she shares that on her album. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a reason for that. It's like, just keep going. It's not about how you get knocked down. Right, right. You're going to have a lot of failures. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be a lot of people who don't want you. But then eventually, hopefully, it doesn't matter how big or small, someone's going to you know, put you on a show or yeah. <laughs> ask you to be a dinner detective. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nothing to sneeze at, by the way. You're, you no, know, it's, no, it's super fun. I love it. I yeah. actually, well, it's uh, fun. just, you know, like keeping the focus on the, on the Beyonce thing here. Um, certainly though, you know, do, do you feel that that sort of uh, message only resonates with female listeners though? <sighs> I mean, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, because you're right. It is no, a, it is a it, human quality. It does, it does not just resonate with female res, uh, listeners. It always re- it also resonates with gay men. <laughs> <laughs> sure, they are immediately understanding of. Uh, I don't know. I just um, I feel like I don't. I would love to. I haven't met a man who's been like, you know what? Anytime I'm feeling sad, mm-hmm. I put on Beyonce. Like I've never heard 
a straight man say that, but I hope he's out there. I'm yeah. looking for him. <laughs> well, I mean, and if he is, he's probably not doing it publicly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Because exactly. I'm going to confess something right now. I thoroughly enjoy Madonna's music. Oh, sure. As a, as a straight man. Mm-hmm. It's not, I don't buy any albums. I made it through the wilderness. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just good music. It's just good pop music that they're earworms, you know? You mm-hmm. hear a song and it's like, okay, that's not bad, you know? And she's got a good voice too. I think the thing with Beyonce is that it's a very sort of timely movement that's happening. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, w- women are both becoming stronger, mm-hmm. but they're also sort of the new uh, rebels, the new outcasts. Right. And so they're, I personally feel that their voices are being heard mm-hmm. on a much louder scale than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. And I think Beyonce sort of stepped into this role where she's leading the brigade. Yeah. Um, and I don't see it dying down anytime soon. No, I think it's going to pick up, especially if, you know, we get a female president. Yeah, absolutely. So. Which we will, by the way. Yeah. Um, ho- you know, fingers crossed. But <laughs> uh, Right? I hope this doesn't air like after Trump wins. But, uh, you know, you know the, the questions that I constantly ask, though, in, you know, in regards to like her status mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm not, it's not lost on me that she preaches independence mm-hmm. and it's not lost on me that that is what, re- what is received by her fan base. Mm-hmm. But it's also like how much of an in- independent individual can you be if you're participating in this communal thing mm-hmm. that is Beyonce's music. Right, right, It's right. almost like... Oh, we're know, all sheep kind of thing? Uh, you know, I don't want to phrase it like that necessarily, but... You know, there's 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 a there's something being followed. Certainly, mm-hmm. I mean, I, do do you disagree? I mean, I just think that she makes. A, I think she puts out a good product, and I, I think that because a lot of people like it, doesn't necessarily mean that it's we're all. She, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like look at Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was huge, and he put out constantly great music. But looking back on it, what would would you say all those people were not in a sense wrong or she I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's good music. Yeah, it's in luckily for Beyonce. It's good for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people love it. But I don't think that takes away from the artistry that she's putting into it or things like that. And people, of course, when you say that, they're like, she's had like um, 20 writers Mm -hmm. or whatever. But like, so what? It's still her. It's, she still has a say in it. It's not those writers. And then she's like, comes into the room and is like, okay, yeah, that works. Like she has a, She's not going to let a song come out that she doesn't like if her, you know what I mean? Right. Everything has her approval. Exactly. Like it's her kind of vision, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that still matters, you know? Yeah. Um, And I, and and, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to be confrontational on any point. It's just, you know, when I was younger, you know, I, I sort of gravitated towards this, like, Ooh, this quote unquote, this punk rock attitude, like I'm going to do something just because it's contrarian. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of like, you know, detecting sort of bullshit in pop stars who mm-hmm. were heralded as these sort of saviors of the culture. Right, right. And we're clearly living in a different sort of era now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no longer an underground to discover hidden things because of the internet and all that. Right. Um, so obviously, someone like Beyonce is going to mobilize a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think it's a great thing. Uh, again, I'm not trying to, I didn't, you know, I don't want to no, use no. the word sheep, 
Um, no, I did. But I, but I, but <laughs> I, I just I it. yeah, that's fine. I, I just it's always interesting to me when someone of that stature is seen as this sort of cultural icon mm-hmm. who will forever be associated with shifting attitudes, right? Um, so anyway, uh, here I was rambling and not asking you a question. What is it that you see in yourself that you also see in Beyonce? Oh God. <laughs> nothing (laughs) at all come on nothing at all her sense of humor um (laughs) i don't you said you said you were empowered by her though i want to know why but then get like i don't i I don't want to say that there's anything that you know she has that i see that i have because i think i don't know i just i mean i i'd like to say confidence but that's not really true because i mean obviously i mean i'm sure she battles with it too even as like a superstar you know yeah but i don't know that's i think it's more i see things that i want for myself versus i see things that i already have Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yes it does make sense so um what do you what do you want what do you want for yourself um the the ability to not be afraid of uh changing i'm a person who's has a deep fear of change mm-hmm. uh and also like i like i've already previously mentioned the confidence just the whole attitude of just like this is me you know this is who i am very like in just that foundation you know of yourself just being happy with it and um I don't know. I just... Are you... I wish I could dance like her. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do too. Let's be honest. Yeah. Quite a dancer. Yeah. Uh, Are you not happy with yourself? No, I mean, it's not that I'm not happy. It's just... uh, Whoa, this took a turn. Um, (laughs) It's not that I'm I'm not happy. It's just... There's a a battle. There's a battle with self constantly. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just... I think at this age... I mean, I'm 26... So I think right now I'm kind of still in that age range where I'm rediscovering myself, um, trying to figure out exactly who I am so I can be set in it, you know, proud of it. Like I said, I think people get a little more confident with age because that's when they really learn who they are, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, I don't know. I think that's the only thing. Well, what are, what are some things that you want for yourself? whether it's tomorrow or in a few years or whatever. I mean, aside from being a famous comedian, if that's what you're gunning for. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, what do I want for myself? Well, um, I guess I just, I, I want more balance. Yeah. You know? In the form of? Uh, just being able to tackle, obviously, this, like doing comedy and then just life stuff, you know? Because sometimes it... Like it always does. I mean, some weeks I'm better at balancing and other weeks one outweighs the other, right? Sure. I'm doing more comedy stuff versus life stuff. And then sometimes I'm doing more life stuff than comedy stuff. Is that like an emotional balance or a financial one? Uh, I would say more emotional because it's very easy to be, well, for me to be financially um, conscious when I'm out doing comedy. Like I know not to... Like, if I don't have the money to spend on drink, I don't get drinks. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I know I can get two drinks, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. Like, that never really, uh, that part of it never really phases me. Yeah. So, got to quit smoking, because if I quit smoking, mm-hmm. a lot I can of, save a lot of money. <laughs> I think, you know, 
to be in your 20s mm-hmm. and you know and i'm sitting here I'm, I'm 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 a few years away from 40 which holy shit that's scary mm-hmm. but i think you know being in your 20s that is sort of the that that is the sort of everlasting question mark yeah who, who am i what am i doing where am i going to end up mm-hmm. and that that is an everyday struggle mm-hmm. um you know we've known each other maybe for a year mm-hmm. if that you're doing okay Mm-hmm. You, you're going in the right Thanks. direction. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but is there anything that you're sort of afraid is going to happen? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I what? Like you're going to be homeless? Fears. Uh, no, not not so much that as um, I'm scared that, you know, because you, you've heard the conversation before. It's like uh, that, you know, it's, it's YouTube videos. It's all the stuff that you keep hearing that's like, Hey, don't, don't give, like, for instance, Jim Carrey's speech where he's like, oh, do you want to fail at something you, you don't love? Because mm-hmm. you're going to do that. You might as well fail at something you love, right? The constant conversation of never give up, never give up. If you never give up, eventually it'll happen for you, that kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, really, I kind of hate that because then I start thinking like, okay, like if I never give up, right? I'm constantly doing this, constantly doing this. And all of a sudden I wake up and I'm 40, mm-hmm. okay? And because I'm still trying this comedy thing, trying to make it work, I'm also working a job to help supplement that, right? Where I still only get paid $35,000 a year. Like, that's mm-hmm. a huge fear of mine. You yeah. know what I mean? Just Absolutely. because most people in their 40s have, they're in a career where they've kind of built up to where they're at least making at a range from like 70 to you know, mm-hmm. 90K a year or whatever. Just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a fear of mine. It's just waking up and kind of being like, what's, I'm 40, like I need, you know, supplemental, like actual income to yeah. be able to live. Um, are you taking it back to the to the present? Let's not look at 40 just yet because yeah. I'm staring right at it. <laughs> so sorry um, to really... St- <laughs> oh, it's fine. Look, I, I, I am okay with it. I have come to terms with it. I, I You know, this is not where I thought I would end up in my right. life, but I'm quite satisfied. Mm-hmm. But this well, is not about me. This is about you. But wait, hold yeah. on a second. Sure. You're fine. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because you're also a man. So you have unlimited time for things to happen for you. Yes. Which is not always true for women. I, I 100% agree, and that was going to be my next point, and I was going to say, and it is because I, I, I benefit, I don't want to say enjoy, but I benefit from that, that male privilege yep. that the patriarchy, which is a real thing, everyone. Very live. That, I, yeah, that has granted me. Um, I know that the, the, the rules, so to speak, are different for you, mm-hmm. um, but I, I guess the question that I intended to ask before I launched into that tangent was... Um, are you okay with 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 failure on on any scale? Uh, I mean, I'm okay with failure right now. Uh, it's going to be harder as I get older, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of trudge through it. Just because, like we've already discussed, I'm a woman. I feel like I have a timetable. You know what I mean? Sure. Not necessarily because I want kids, because I really don't. I'm fine with not having kids right. to do to try to do this right. Mm-hmm. Um. But still, regardless of that, I, I have a timetable. Yeah. And um, it takes very exceptional people, un- unfortunately, to break that mold. Like, for instance, Leslie Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, she's super hilarious, but she didn't break into the game until she was around 40. Um, so 
I mean, and that's really awesome. But, you know, unfortunately, that's like the only story I've ever heard of a woman doing that, you know, and that's sad about our end, like our industry, that Mm -hmm. that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like if you haven't uh, at least been if you haven't at least had a half hour comedy special by the time you're like, I would say for a woman, 35, Mm -hmm. we'll say. Um, holy shit, be scared, right? Mm-hmm. I, ju- I mean, I just, and that's. <laughs> Dude, don't you don't you feel like the the attitudes and and the tide is sort of changing with that though? I hope so. We're seeing Maria Bamford do things yeah. now. We're, we're seeing comics, and we're seeing not just comics, older women accomplishing things now. Yeah, I, I I hope so, and I hope it sticks, you know. And I think I think it will. Just we'll continue to see that, especially like we've said, if we get a female president, because mm-hmm. you're just once that happens. I mean, good luck shutting up the female voice. We're gonna be here. <laughs> yes. We're gonna be loud, and uh, so I think, um, yeah, I, I I'm hopeful that that's gonna continue. You know, uh, the thing about Maria Bamford though is, yes, she's. St- doing these things, you know, and she's over 40, but like, she's also been in the, you know, a road comic and still like a well known comic Mm -hmm. for a while. You know what I mean? Even though she wasn't on like television or whatever on shows that or whatever, she still, she was a presence. Right. Exactly. That comedians of comedy thing came out back in like 2000 or 2001. Yeah. She's always been associated with that alt comedy movement. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe that shouldn't have been the example I used, but... No, no, um, it was still a good example. I was just, you know... But yeah, I mean, her having the Netflix show now, like, is super great. Like, super hopeful that that's going to just continue. It's major, and I think, you know, know, as silly as as an example as it may sound, that (laughs) Ghostbusters movie, I mean, look, box office figures don't mean shit. Mm-hmm. When it comes to entertainment and 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 expressing mm-hmm. oneself and putting art out there, I think it's really just about the tone of things. Oh yeah, and it's the timing of things, and mm-hmm. I think the timing is right. And um, I don't know, I don't want to say I'm not a psychologist. I don't want to say that it's healthy or unhealthy to put yourself on a timetable. I know. Well, it's definitely not healthy. <laughs> well, it's something that me and you have discussed in the past, and 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 I I don't think you should do that. I mm-hmm. think you should laugh at timetables. Yeah. Well, I definitely do. Another like if it's weird. I have more of a timetable for like comedy than I do for like the whole like getting married and set right because sure. I'm like oh I can do that anytime. Whereas well, yeah. I'm like on the other side of it, I'm like comedy. Well, you're nah. car- you're career oriented. Yeah. There's nothing, yes, I am. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> it's not like something you know to roll eyes at. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there was a quote uh, that I heard Gloria Steinem say. Oh. And it was, uh, you know, a, a woman feels powerless when she's younger. Mm-hmm. Because she feels that she needs to make an impression, right? She has to sort of uh, doll herself up, and 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 her sexuality is something that is circled around mm-hmm. and targeted. And and as a woman gets older, she becomes more powerful mm-hmm. because those things sort of get taken off the table. Yeah, and it's a very interesting quote um, that I think is slowly beginning to become proven wrong because I'm seeing a lot of young women become powerful. Yeah. And uh, whether or not that's through the music and the stature of someone like Beyonce mm-hmm. remains to be seen, but I think it's a pretty good start. Yeah. So Agreed. Uh, I usually Keep like to, to end each episode by asking our guest, uh, 
what do you think is going to happen in 10 to 15 years? With the world? <laughs> with yourself, with the world. What do you, what do you, how, do, how do you think this all plays out? Okay, what, well. Even though we've sort of been discussing that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, um, first of all, uh, you know, Beyonce and Kanye in the next election, obviously. Okay. Uh, that's a given. Sure. Um, <laughs> Who's who? Beyonce Prez. <laughs> well, I would suggest that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. We'll see. And um, <laughs> they'll probably have to flip a coin. <laughs> sure. Uh, and then, you know, I don't know. I'll. Uh, you want to get married? Uh, Not to me, but <laughs> but in general. Uh, yeah, eventually. But, I, you know, like we've already discussed because I'm career oriented that it the timing of that would definitely have to depend on where I'm at career wise, because if I'm not where I think I should be, and I got married, I feel like I would resent the person I married. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, almost made, and it's not their, it's it's not their fault, but I know myself well enough to know that I would start thinking it is their fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that would just fuck us up. So, um, yeah, it, that would all have to kind of deal with where I'm at yeah. career-wise. That's a very tuned-in sense of self-awareness. Yeah. I applaud you for that. Mm-hmm. As a 26-year-old, I mean, you know, like I said, in your 20s, it's a very sort of uh, figuring it out sort of time Mm -hmm. in someone's life. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, uh, anything you want to plug or say to the people? You're on a positive note here. We got a little deep. Yeah, we did. Jesus. Um, (laughs) Have fun at that detective dinner theater. Yeah, that's what what I'll plug. I need the tips. Come (laughs) to dinner detective. What What do they give you for that? 200 bucks? What? <laughs> no, That's 50, so 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like we'll we'll get paid a paycheck, so it's like fifty dollars per show. Unless you're a detective, I think it's a little bit more than that. Okay. And then, um, you know, we get tips at the end of each show, so I can walk out like if I'm just like a you know like a secondary character, I could walk out with like. Sometimes like fifty bucks, which right. is pretty. It's all right, you know. Hey, that's so, a that's a that's something. A, that's a few packs of smokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you that's go. True. Couple of it's, drinks. It's my beer money. There you go. Beer <laughs> oh, funds. Oh shit! I just sounded like a lot of relatives. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that doesn't go away, by the way. Uh, Ashley, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Uh, truly thank appreciate you. it. Love talking to you. Wish you nothing but. Luck and success in the future. Thank now you. I, now I sound like my relatives, <laughs> my old Jewish relatives. Like, I wish you much luck. In the, here's a check for $18. I don't know. <laughs> Go make your dreams come true. Make your dreams come true, kid. <laughs> I, got a, I got a part in a detective dinner theater show. Uh, and thank you very much to super producer Ethan and Donna. And uh, we will see you next week. See ya. International. I'm sure again.